This is the Data Privacy Detective, and today we're going to put our spyglass a little more on the European Union's approach to data privacy, May, May the 25th, uh, 2018. The General Data Protection Regulation became binding law throughout Europe, and uh, most businesses have had to deal with this one way or another to figure out if they're covered by it or not, and how to deal with it, and so on and so forth. And today we're going to talk about the roles of representatives and privacy officers, data privacy officers uh, in the European Union. And we're very fortunate to have with us uh, Alessandro Di Mattia. Uh, Alessandro, hello. Thanks for joining us. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Joe. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, Alessandro, you're with a, a global alliance of law and tech firms called uh, Privacy Rules? Yes, exactly. Privacy Rules is, as you say, a global alliance. We cover actually 39 countries all over the world, and we provide expertise that is not just legal but also technical in order to, co in order to cover all the different cases related to data privacy. Very good. And so we're going to talk about these two terms, a representative and a data privacy officer, two separate things. So let's start with representative. Now, uh, uh, under the GDPR, uh, the European rules now in, now in effect, um, what really does a representative, and I'm using that term as defined in, in, the, in the regulation, what does a representative do and why would a business have one? Okay, the EU representative finds his uh, um, explanation in Article 4 of the GDPR and in subsection 17 that says basically how it's structured. And for what regards it, its task, we don't have a specific article that lists all the tasks of the um, EU representative, but we have basically two articles referring to him that are Article 27 and Article 30. And those two articles say uh, that uh, the EU EU representative basically have a role as a kind of uh, um, communication, communicative role with the uh, data protection authorities and authorities of the country in which he's appointed. And uh, he has the duty to, for example, answer to the DPA query and also to um, cooperate in case of enforcement proceedings. And uh, the uh, EU representative has also a duty to record uh, um, the processing activities, so to control the data and record it. And uh, this is th these are the main activities of the, okay. of the EU representative. And a representative works at the direction of the company that he or she is, is the representative of. Yes, exactly. Um, Article 27 says that the EU representative is uh, a representative of a company. There's, uh, uh, it regards just companies that are not established in the European Union. And uh, this is the main characteristic of the European uh, representative because it, it, it's basically the only way that companies that are out from the European Union and not established have to, um, as a channel with the organization and the authority of the country which they operate. And it must be appointed uh, in that countries in which the, um, the company gathers data. Okay, so let's, let's take some global company that isn't headquartered in the European Union and may not even have any presence there at all except it has a website and mm -hmm. it, it's offering goods and services or it's monitoring the behavior of people in the European Union and so on and so forth. And so it has to do something. And what you're saying is it, it can register a person or an entity. It could be either a person or an entity. Yes. Is that right, a legal entity? Yes, yes. Article, article 4, uh, subsection 17, give the opportunity to choose 
choose a legal person or, or a legal entity. So you, uh, the companies okay. are free to choose one. Or so the you other. could you could hire a company, or you could have a person be the representative, but that person or that entity has to be in one of the member states, correct? Exactly, exactly. And that way, the European Union has somebody to contact within the European Union to say, "Hey, we have a we have something we want to talk about." Yeah, Is that the under, idea? under this point of view, I think the the main um, advantage of having an EU representative is the fact that it will speak the same language of the country in which you, the, the, the company is operating. Let's well, that's concerned. a good idea, but do you know anybody who speaks 32 languages? No. Or 28? Uh, yeah. But the point is the, the GDPR lets you pick somebody in one of the member states, exactly. and then uh, what would that person do? I, I assume they'd find people in other countries who speak French or German or Slovenian or whatever it is. Is that how it would practically work? Yeah, that, that, that's, that's exactly the point. There have been some discussion on the necessity, related to the necessity to appoint more than one EU representative, but probably it's sufficient to considering the test of the GDPR to have just one and being able to create a network with which no. cooperate in different countries. Very good. Now let's test it. So uh, what I'm understanding is, let's say there's a U.S. company that needs to register a representative in, in, in the European Union because it's doing things that are subject to GDPR, wants to conform. Can it point its U.S. law firm if the U.S. law firm has absolutely no presence in Europe as the representative? Yeah, they, they need to, to, uh, to ask for... Uh, for a U, any EU representative, probably uh, usually there are companies that provide this kind of, of services. Right, but can they use their own U.S. law firm that has no branch or ah, presence sorry. in Europe? I think the answer is no. I think no, you've no, already no, yes, told sorry, us sorry, that, sorry right? I didn't understand. Now, on the other hand, if the U.S. Uh, law firm has a has an office in one of the European states, then then it could because yes, it has in that presence. Case, yes. Okay. Or otherwise, they have to contact an, another law firm or a company that provides this kind of service. And it could be a technology company. It could be a law. Offer. It doesn't have to be a lawyer, yeah. correct? There are, there are no prohibitions under this point of view, so I oh. think companies are pretty free. Yes. So I think we've covered that. Now let's talk about data protection officers. Now there we have very clearly defined terms in the GDPR. These are, these are people who have duties not only to the company that appoints them, but also some real duties to the European Union and uh, speaking for the company differently from a representative. It has some real duties to the European Union. Is that fair? Yes. The, the DPO uh, has uh, three specific articles referring to it that are article 37 to 39 and uh, uh, it has in article 39 specific tasks that have to be um, taken from the data protection officer. Okay and so now a data protection officer can that be a company? Uh, no, in that case, no. The data protection officer must be a person. We don't have exactly an article that says must be a person, but we can understand it by reading, uh, um, for example, uh, article um, it's 37, subsection 6, that refers to staff to the fact that a DPO may be a staff member, so an individual. So it's, it's really talking about individual, natural yeah. people, yeah. Not, not companies yeah. or law firms. In, in, or particular, like in particular, we have uh, um, the um, rep not referral. The, well, then the recitals. No. The recital line is seven. The recital line is seven. Pretty clear. We're talking about yeah. people. Okay. So a business that is uh, required to appoint a data protection officer uh, would have to find a real person, a real live person, to do this. And could that person uh, be located outside the European Union? 
in, in that case, uh, I don't think so, no, uh, because uh, they, they really have to, to be uh, always prepared to um, communicate also in that case with the authorities and also with the data subject because main, main tasks of the DPO are related to the communication with those subjects and the DPO is also subject that has to um, basically protect the employees because if there are violations from the, about if the company makes some violation of the employee data, they will refer to the DPO because the DPO is able to uh, discuss directly with the managing board of the company. So Yeah, and the DPO may well have to deal directly with people who are complaining to the yeah, company exactly. about what to do, and, and you can talk to the data protection officer. Yeah, right? exactly. That's why I think it must be in the same place in which the company is operating. Now, it's only been a couple of months since the GDPR uh, came into effect. We're recording this at the end of July. 2018. But from what you've been able to see so far, Alessandro, let's take them one at a time. For representatives, uh, as far as you can tell, I haven't seen great statistics on this, uh, are companies appointing as their representative basically people who already work for the company, uh, or are they reaching out to uh, law firms or tech firms, or, or what have you seen? And I know there's no good statistic on this. Yeah, yeah. and the, the point of view of a EU representative, I think, is still a very not well-known position, so uh, we don't have statistics, as you said. Probably in most of the cases, there are uh, companies tr are trying to appoint uh, people that comes from in inside. But uh, there are also some companies that provide services as EU representatives. So there may be, there is effectively the possibility to ask for an EU representative. Okay. And for example, uh, Privacy Rules has uh, both technology and law firms, the company, uh, the alliance you're with, mm -hmm. uh, in the European Union. Yeah. And one could, uh, for the representative, you can appoint an entity. And so that would be a possibility if, if, if they're willing to do that. Yes, absolutely. And in, that, in the case of uh, structure as Privacy Rules, probably a good way would be to appoint one of its firms as a representative, and that this firm will be able to discuss with the other firms in, in the case in which there are issues that comes from a different country. So that's really how the network, how this alliance works, and uh, uh, probably will ease any kind of uh, dialogue between different firms and different countries, and will be able to cover uh, a broader t territorial um, scope. Yeah, very interesting. And now let's just briefly talk about data protection officers. Uh, I, I think you and I probably have bo both seen on uh, websites that there are uh, people out there who through their company say they're willing to be data protection officers. Uh, so it is possible, is it? Is this right to outsource the function of a, a data protection officer? Also in that case, there are no prohibition to do that. So it's, it's possible. And effectively, also in that case, there are some firms and companies, uh, tech companies in most of the cases, that are offering uh, services as external data protection officers. And of course, another choice a company would have that has a presence in Europe is, is to point somebody on the staff who's really yeah. familiar with information technology and data privacy and might or might not be a, a lawyer that's in-house. It yeah. could be a technology person. Yes. Article 37 in subsection 6 is quite clear and says it, it can also be a staff member. The only important thing is uh, to respect the the the, the task and the knowledge of uh, uh, article <coughs> of uh, the GDPR that GDPR requires for the DPO. It must have, uh, uh, it must be an expert, uh, it must have an expert knowledge of data protection and, uh, and privacy. 
Very good. And for full disclosure, uh, our law firm, uh, Alessandro, has joined privacy rules. Yes. And I've been asked <laughs> to serve as chairman, so I, that should be clear. Uh, but the point of today was to really get into how to appoint a, re a representative, how to look for them, what the rules are, and the same for data protection officers. Any, any concluding remarks for the uh, good of the audience? Um, nope. Okay, nope. you nailed it. Thank you very much. Remember, folks, uh, protecting your personal data always begins with you.